welcome back to girl meets show the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with tv i'm jordan i'm taylor we are going to be discussing i hate Susie 2 which is the season two of i hate Susie on hbo max and the documentary pamela a love story on netflix but first we have tv news i'll start us off Apparently, they are going to be releasing episode five of The Last of Us early so that it doesn't take away from the Super Bowl or like compete with the Super Bowl. (laughs) That's a better word. (laughs) And um, so they're releasing that episode on Friday, which is very fun and will be very different for the Sunday Scaries HBO heads. Yeah, I just realized because I had seen that as well. And yeah, now I'm kind of sad. I love my Sunday nights with HBO. Yeah. Twitter's going to be dumb and about sports on Sunday. Oh, gosh. It'll, you know, it's what it's really going to be about is non-sports people complaining about having to watch sports. <laughs> <laughs> okay, true. True, true, true. Based on my Twitter, my Twitter uh, threads and circles that I've seen, <laughs> at least. I guess it can be about the commercials. Oh, also it'll be about Rihanna. So it'll be okay. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. I saw that Peacock is ending their free tier (gasps) um, that I think a lot of people have. So I don't know. Interesting. It actually reminds me, I hadn't bookmarked this, but we should bring up the Netflix drama maybe that came up this week Mm. about them announcing that if you, your Netflix is only good at your literal address. Even if you are going to watch your own account on, like, your iPad at the airport or something. It's you'll changed have to, like, so check much. In. Because, yes. like, I had then heard that you had to, like, as long as you, like, checked in with your primary internet, then, like, once a month, then you were fine. Yes. Which is so weird. It's like, get out of my, um, like, it's private. <laughs> Well, also, like, it just, like, made no sense because, like, anybody who has it, it honestly, I understand, like, how this, like, the wealthy can afford to Netflix accounts, sure. But, like, Mm -hmm. people who have, like, second homes, like, that doesn't make any sense. No. It's wild. And, um, and then they backtracked after everyone was like reaming them on social media they were like oh that was posted by mistake it was it actually only applies to like these three specific countries and it's like just goes to show that like they're still working on it and it is probably coming but like yeah justice for those countries (laughs) yes sucks to live there um but i'm happy as someone who splits like all my streamers down the middle with my old roommate Netflix is hers. And um, so I was like counting the days and wondering when I was going to get kicked out. But again, this world is built for families and not for single people. (laughs) Exactly. There are no gifts, single people discounts on streaming services and maybe we'll have our own. Yeah, literally. I think that, I don't know. I think that's a great idea. There's really something there. Um, Like, Take, for example, a cell phone family plan. You don't literally have to be a family. Yes, a lot of parents, like, parents will do it for their kids. But, like, 
you could do a family plan plan with your friends. As I'm saying that, now I'm wondering, is that true? But I feel like they don't really care. They just are bundling like five lines. Right? It's kind of confusing because like Spotify family plan, they just like say like these people should live at the same address, but like they don't ask for proof. Mm-hmm. So they, I feel like they did threaten to ask for proof at one point though. Probably. I remember because as someone on a family Spotify plan under my dad, I was pissed. <laughs> but I did pay for my own Spotify premium for a while, so I, I would have done it again. But I don't know. If if I got kicked out of the Netflix account I'm currently using, I would have begrudgingly done it because like specifically for this podcast, we watch a lot of Netflix shows. But... I would have been annoyed a little bit because, like, Netflix is not my favorite. My favorite is HBO Max. Yeah. But I probably would have still done it because Netflix is just important enough that I would still need it. Very interesting. I am intrigued to see how, what happens. I'm also interested to see what happens to Peacock. Um, mm-hmm. I think the tier that I get with Xfinity is, like, the $5 a month one. It's funny because I've actually, I, I was going to propose to you that I give you my Peacock login information so that we can watch Poker Face because everybody's loving it and it's getting such great reviews. Mm-hmm. And that would be the real test to see how we really feel about Ryan Johnson. <laughs> true. It's true. So I have been intrigued. Yeah, we could set up a trade because I probably have something that you don't have. I guess the only weird one I have is Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I don't have that. But then you can watch all your Yellowstone (laughs) spinoffs. Well, speaking of. (laughs) What a great transition because big news in the Yellowstone world today because apparently Kevin Costner is wanting to shoot, uh, wanting less shooting time. And so they're going to be sunsetting Yellowstone. (laughs) Which is like Wait, what the a, weirdest thing I've ever, ever heard. Yeah, like they're just like going to shut it down because Kevin Costner wants to be working less. Which, I mean, oh makes sense. Oh my gosh. Like I first saw this news and they were like, Kevin Costner like wants to work less. Like what's going to happen? And I'm like, they can't have Yellowstone without him. And then I saw this one that said like, they're going to end. But they said they're going to do a spinoff with Matthew McConaughey whoa even though i've never watched one episode yet that makes perfect sense he's honestly made for it and like wow i actually don't love matthew mcconaughey that much but like i'm no i feel neutral yeah wow that is really wild and that's power (laughs) can we tell our bosses we want to work less can we sunset (laughs) some of the things (laughs) um i'm also just kind of shook because yellowstone is like king kind of right now so that's kind of crazy but But they they also have all those spinoffs and they just i've heard they're making another spinoff maybe we talked about it already and i don't know enough about it but i heard that there's like more spinoffs planned like game of thrones is planning and all that you know Mm. taylor sheridan Mm. busy 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 person truly Ben Stiller is in final talks to star in Three Identical Strangers, their limited series they're making, adapting the documentary, and he will play the triplets. 
And it says so he's going to play at- all three of them. Yeah, I assume so. Okay. It's variety. So there's a paywall. So I didn't click on it, but it says <laughs> in final talks to star and has a picture of him next to the triplets. Um, and it says it will be at Sony TV. What is that? <laughs> Literally have no idea. I guess I need to click on this and use my one variety article for the month or whatever. For education. Yeah. Ben Stiller would star as the three adult brothers, which is interesting because I have to admit, I haven't, I, this has been one of my main to-do list items as far as like documentaries to watch for, since it came out. And, um, he looks older than the triplets are in a lot of the footage that I've seen. Cause don't they like reunite in college or something? I can't so remember. Kind of- I saw that so long ago, but I remember really liking it. Yeah. I heard it was so good. Um, so yeah, pretty interesting. I mean, I'm a Ben Stiller fan, but I, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting casting. Unfortunately, I can't find any more information of what, where, what is Sony TV? Is that a new streamer we need to worry about? Does a different streamer own Sony entertainment? I don't have answers for you there, unfortunately. To me, it sounds like, like how A24 has TV shows on various networks. But, like, it doesn't have a network yet, but Sony TV is the one making it. That would make sense. Like, it's the A24 of Euphoria, but Euphoria is on HBO. Yeah, it's a production company. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, my last piece of news is Apple TV Plus news. There's a new series called Lazarus, uh, which is based on a book series. And it's going to be starring Zossie Beats and Tom Hardy, which is hot, mm. hot, hot. I love it. Are you a Tom Hardy stan? You know, I mean, I don't, I like him fine, but I just never knew this about you. He can like, he's like a chameleon to me. Like every yeah. time he's in a movie, I'm like, who is that person? And then I'm like, oh, it's Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I should know and, who that, like, attractive person is. Yeah, like, he is basically. a list, but I still always am like, wait a second, who is that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I agree. Yeah, I think he's hot. His hair always is, a, it makes it or breaks it for me. It's um, funny because in this photo, his hair is, um, like, slicked back and, like, kind of wet on the top. And I was going to use like the word one, <laughs> one stringy piece in the back. <laughs> so I'm picturing alfalfa from Little Rascals. <laughs> Except without seeing it. One piece is actually like straight down to the side. Like it's not oh sticking my. straight up. Okay. So I don't know if I could handle that photo that you're looking at. <laughs> I but sent it, it w- to you so you could see it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Ne- I need to get a live reaction. Did you on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm scared. I think he's so hot in Mad Max. Yeah. And then I see him in other movies and I'm like, uh, I don't think you're hot at all. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? Who let him walk around with that one hair? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Everything else. If I cover up his head, if Mm -hmm. he were bald on top, he would be a lot better looking in this photo. I agree. She obviously looks perfect. Um, yeah. Wow, that is hilarious. 
If when I cover up his hair with my thumb, he reminds me of um, that guy who dates Elijah in Girls, who's in your show, Billions, oh. I think. He's in Billions and like how uh, House of Cards. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love him. Yeah, he is hot. Corey Stoll. Yeah. They kind of look similar, but Tom Hardy should be bald. I just decided for him. Okay, we'll let him know. Anyway. Um, that's my last piece of news. Well, I'm done too. Okay, for our top three, we are naming three TV characters that we would like to see on a dance competition show because the plot of I Hate Susie 2 is where Susie Pickles, who's kind of floundering when it comes to her career and her life in general, joins a dance competition show. And it's a very short second season of only three episodes. And it is like she's in this dance competition show the whole time. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's such a fun idea. And like, I'm kind of surprised that not more shows have had this kind of storyline, especially with their characters who are like famous. Mm hmm. Totally. So I had fun making my list. I made a list of non-famous people and a list of famous people. I'll decide what I'm saying. I'll (laughs) let you go first and then I'll decide what list I want to give. How about that? Okay. I mean, I kind of want to hear both eventually, please. (laughs) Okay. I'm sure I'll share um, both. We can pick which one can be official. (laughs) Okay. I did go the route of picking TV characters who in the world of their show are famous-ish. Um. Because I was so I my mentally I was so stuck on the fact that it was kind of like a Dancing with the Stars kinds of ripoff, you know. So my first contestant I picked um, Sylvie from Emily in Paris, the boss, the Ooh. French boss. I feel like she is kind of like a woman about town in the biz in <laughs> Paris, and so I feel like maybe she would be on it. And I feel like actually she would probably be pretty good and pretty sexy. Yeah, she would. That's a great answer. Um, Emily in Paris was one of my semi-famous people, like an influencer, but I like yours better. I mean, I actually feel like there's quite a few options for characters from Emily in Paris that could be on it. It's true. It's true. My second one, I said Paperboy from Atlanta. That I actually could see an episode of Atlanta where he is somehow on Dancing with the Stars. I agree. And he was also on my list of celebrities. So... Um, already oh, I'm like, perfect. okay, I'll give my other list, but <laughs> I, I agree because like, that's something totally like a whole plot of like, oh my gosh, Donald Glover's character would have like accidentally gotten him into and signed him up for without like reading the fine print of like a contract mm-hmm. for something else or something. 100%. And, and like yeah. the other celebrities being like really embarrassing to be even like associated with kind of like, mm-hmm. but then uh, I feel like Paperboy could like kind of love it and then be like really into it (laughs) oh my gosh okay we need to get into atlanta fanfic (laughs) yeah a couple of white girls writing atlanta fan fiction that's great (laughs) the optics are not good but it's fun to dream (laughs) it is fun um and my third one um i'll laugh if if it's also one of the same shows you were thinking of but it just seems so good of a choice i said steve martin from only murders in the building that is a perfect choice and no i did not think of that one i love that 
because he's he like great. a formerly famous actor you know like especially if they're trying to promote his new the reboot of his show like that mm-hmm. would make perfect sense so yeah and i think i think all three of these would not embarrass themselves um but i would like to see Paperboy win especially if he's kind of like there with a like hating it at first and then he actually wins that would be great that would be amazing and i think i would choose him to win too oh yeah i would vote for him oh i thought you meant like literally vote on online when if you were a viewer of <laughs> i would dance crazy <laughs> i don't think i've i don't think i've voted for anyone on a show like that since the first <laughs> season of american idol i was a big kelly clarkson stan actually i think i voted for david archuleta on his season but oh yeah um, not sandra yeah i would <laughs> no i'd be texting i'd be texting in my vote for paperboy for sure love it even if i didn't watch the show totally um okay i, I changed my mind again and i am gonna give my celebrity list <laughs> <laughs> yay okay well it's great and then they'll compete against each other yeah that's true we can pick one winner yeah okay i have deborah vance from hacks genius yeah she'd be great she would hate it but she'd be great mm-hmm. and she would hate it but she would be really competitive mm-hmm. yes exactly and then i chose gene cousineau from uh barry henry winkler's oh. character Ooh, oh my gosh yes so good i was actually thinking someone from barry also i was thinking barry's girlfriend sally like mm-hmm. she that was where my so initial thought was thirsty. too yeah mm-hmm. but honestly i didn't even think about henry winkler and that is way way smarter and more realistic <laughs> thank you so good wow wow and then for my last one i chose selena meyer post presidency <laughs> <laughs> she just oh my can't not be in the spotlight um, yeah, and I think she would go home fairly quickly. I think um, so too. It would be but, like when what's his name was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, Sean Rudy Spicer. Giuliani. Oh, either was Rudy Rudy Giuliani on The Masked Singer? Yes, and <laughs> same vibe. I actually can see it going down for Selena. Similarly, not maybe not doing so well in the competition as Susie but maybe having a similar emotional outcome for her by the end yeah that's true that's true wow yeah um and I think I would choose Gene aka Henry Henry Winkler to win I can see that I feel like he he he's got moves he can dance he can like point his toes and spin around (laughs) he's light on his feet Mm -hmm. and I think that people would like vote for him out of fondness too yeah perhaps yeah, I love yeah. it. Could he beat Paperboy out of those no. two? I think Paperboy mm. would win it all amongst the whole group. Yeah. He's got those young fans. Totally. The Gen Zers who could text in their votes. Mm-hmm. And have no idea who Gene even is. Yes, that's a really good point. Okay, I already kind of gave the synopsis of I Hate Susie 2. And I mean... I also just want to say, if you haven't watched I Hate Susie at all, you got to. It's so good. And, like, Billy Piper is just, like, truly one of the most, uh, like, visually captivating actors of our time, I feel like. Like, every time mm-hmm. she's on screen, like, 
she just like is so captivating that I like can't look away like she's just so good yes it's so true like her visually like she's so beautiful but in this show like she really knows how to kind of almost at times work her angles negatively like intentionally yes like especially like the opening scenes of this show first of all she is such a good dancer like she clearly is a dancer IRL Mm -hmm. like she's so good yeah and like she um like when she's painted up as a clown though in her hair I was like she looks scary she I just don't know. I just feel like she, I, I haven't necessarily followed her career for like a super long time or anything, but I just feel like she was born to play this role. I agree. I feel content with where it ended and like, I, I love everything we have. And so I understand why it's probably over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it and I just want to see more of her. Yes. Something that I, I feel like I, w- I think you said this earlier where, um more shows should do seasons like this where it's like we had kind of a regular length season of like eight to ten episodes or something and then this season taylor and i were actually very confused as to like is this is it over after three episodes like are more dropping because hbo dropped all three at once and so that was kind of confusing um but it was honestly i watched them all in one night and it felt like I had watched a movie, kind of. It was like they made a movie as the final season or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It just, like, felt really kind of, like, cool and fresh and, like, daring that they were like, we can tell this story in only three episodes. And so we will. Yeah. And just, like, uh, we'll give you a little bit of closure. But not really. But a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It's, it is it is kind of surreal well, extremely surreal, actually, I would say, the how the episode ends. It's just an experience because I also feel kind of final, and yet you leave feeling, like, in disarray, kind of, mm-hmm. after watching it. And one of my notes, I don't have very many notes from the whole entire thing, but I said it felt so real, and, like, the character Susie Pickles is, like, a real celebrity in real life that I had to, like, stop myself from Googling looking for her wikipedia page to like see what happened next kind of thing like how did this resolve for her irl and it's like this is fake you're being weird (laughs) but wow it was really really funny yeah it's also like the way that it's filmed is like like it's kind of like it's all in one shot um Mm -hmm. it's not but it makes you feel like that so like the scenes are extremely long and you're just like following her down like a hallway for a really long time and like stuff like that um and the way that it's filmed alone is like worth watching because it's so cool and Mm -hmm. I think it also just helps you helps it feel like very very real like you're kind of watching a little bit of a reality show but also like not Mm -hmm. I also there was a lot that I forgot about season one and they do give a very thorough, like, previously on segment at the beginning. But mm-hmm. I also feel like it was really impressive how they gave you a lot of really good but, like, woven in naturally context clues for everything that went down in season one and, like, what the relationships are between the characters. And so, like, I picked it up really, really quickly, like, 
way more quickly than I would have maybe another show. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was amazing. It left me in shock, honestly. And yet I loved it. Same. The word chaotic is like the only word I can really use to describe it. But Mm -hmm. um, it is very emotionally moving as well. Yes. Women, we don't have it easy. No. On that note of women not having it easy, do we move on to (laughs) Pamela Love Story? Yes. And it really is like they really go together very, very well. Honestly. So I think I mentioned this already, but it's Pamela Anderson's documentary on Netflix. I really loved it. I thought it was like so like beautifully done and like it just felt like really natural and like she was literally natural like didn't have makeup on like for any of her interviews and was just Mm -hmm. like so down to earth um you just felt like you were like sitting in the room with her and like the fact that she just like gave up her diaries and like was like totally okay with the show just like going through those was truly wild to me yes I thought it was so, yeah, I agree. I thought it was so good. And yeah, it did feel extremely, it just like flowed and Mm -hmm. was very, she's so open and honest. And I, I like that it was just a single like movie. Basically it was, they didn't make a series out of it. I think they did that perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also like that you mentioned how she really, like, she doesn't have any makeup on. And I was like, this is what a person, like, a light-haired person looks like without any makeup on. Like, she's just keeping it real. And I actually thought that even in our old home movies that she even had, like, back with Tommy Lee, I was like, this, I don't know. I just feel like there's something really so genuine about her. Mm -hmm. And it really is, like, painful seeing her like tormented all throughout her years of being famous like the honestly anytime I see any footage of a late night host I hate them and I know for a fact that they're going straight to hell when they all die because it's honestly sick they're so bad I hate them all and um and also but maybe the worst one of all Matt Lauer mm-hmm. every things that he got away with for decades like His on-screen behavior is disgusting. Like, I cannot believe that this man was, like, so beloved. Like, just gross. And it was really... It's really hard to see her go through that. And also, it's really interesting when she talks about... I didn't understand that I should be withholding with information. Like, I'm just answering things honestly and kind of just going with the flow. And it's just, like, heartbreaking because I really think that she comes across, even in the old footage of her younger self and hearing her old diaries and things, it's, like, she really just seems like such an upfront person and, like, Mm -hmm. just, like, this natural person. And so just seeing that, like, get taken advantage of constantly is so sad. It's so sad. And it's like she just wanted to be liked and knew what they wanted to hear. And so Mm -hmm. she would like lean into it and um, was like manipulated into that, basically. Mm -hmm. And Um, like I I, another thing I was thinking about is how much it was so clear that her upbringing had so much to do with every single thing 
that happened to her in her career, I feel like, because she she came from like, you know, she had a lower class upbringing. And so if she could get a job at Playboy, she was like, yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, I have I have this job and I'm like, why would I not good take at this it. opportunity? Mm-hmm. And then everything comes back to bite her in the butt. And she was just trying to like basically make a career of herself of something she felt she could do. It's just really sad. It was really sad, but also just like so heartwarming. Like I was amazed at how like not jaded she was. Yes. Like for her to have fallen in love so many times and been like married so many times. And like, I just kept thinking about how like the world portrays and like sees like multiple marriages as like, you're a failure. What's wrong with you? And it's, like, honestly, like, it's so beautiful that she has been, like, able to, like, love all these multiple people. And she kind of just, like, collects these, like, relationships. Um, And, like, a lot of them, she still, like, talks to them and, like, speaks highly of them. And, like, it made me think a lot about, like, my own life and, like, perception of marriage and divorce and how sad it is that, like, our world has, like, really is really like closed-minded when it comes to that and even still Mm -hmm. like it's not like this was like 20 30 years ago like that is today Mm -hmm. there's a judgment for sure about like divorcees or something yeah that's such a good point like when she says like when the hulu show dropped she she's like oh i texted tommy and was like how do you feel about this and i was like oh my gosh like that's such an interesting nugget that like talk about tumultuous really sad and then also extremely dark relationship yes like and how she said that like she would like he's tommy is like the love of her life still and like Mm -hmm. she she still would want to be with him today if it weren't for like what happened yeah well and i loved how she worded it she was like i really think i can only actually be with the father of my children but i can't be with tommy and I was like, yes. oh, ow, my heart. Like, I mean, we have home videos. Like, I don't know. It is sad because, like, I really feel like you can you can just tell that they, like, really understood each other. Mm-hmm. And something that I think about her that I really liked was, like, her going through her memories as a teen, like, when she got discovered at the football game and stuff. The way she – like, she's a very unique – person like the way she describes stuff she was like oh I looked around the field and I I was like wow it just looks like a bunch of eraser heads in the (laughs) and I was like what I was like who would think that like human heads look like eraser heads of pencils I was like but Mm -hmm. wow that's such a like unique interesting way to describe that and like you would just never have assumed like me included that Pamela Anderson would kind of like think about things like in that unique way like very creative mind you know and like Mm -hmm. I just really liked things like that like when she gets to say it in her own voice and in her own words you get things like that and you actually kind of get a glimpse into what a person's actually like Mm -hmm. yeah and like I mean I think I had kind of gathered this from the Hulu show which we can get into in a second yeah um (laughs) Like, I think that her and Tommy were just, like, so, like, silly together. And, like, the world kind of saw that as, like, oh, my gosh, they're so insane and weird. And, like, yeah, some of the stuff they were doing, like, probably was a little, like, 
wild but like Mm -hmm. i thought it was like really like cute that they were able to like be totally so silly with each other and honestly like i feel like that's probably how a lot of people are in their relationships with like a romantic partner but most people just don't see that because they're not public figures or like their home videos aren't being like released to the public you know totally yes I feel like it's weird to say that about those two but there is like an innocence about them yeah like there there's something really childlike and and I agree with you I actually think they kind of portrayed that in the show I don't really know how they did that so well or whatever (laughs) but like I don't know. I I just feel like that. And I also felt like that with Pam individually in this. There is something really childlike about her. And that's what kind of makes it all even more heartbreaking mm-hmm. is. And I think that's part of why she's had so many marriages. And it sounds like she really has like an open heart to falling in love again and again. And I think part of that is like it's not it's less like desperate maybe part of it is a kind of a desperation to be loved but I think a lot of it too is like innocence and like just kind of having like a childlike optimism and hope and pureness kind of which is I don't know and it just makes like she is a really heartbreaking figure and I'm glad that she's kind of like having this second wind of an identity finally yeah I want to end on a high note so I'll save that note for a second for later okay but um I did feel guilty what being so so guilty in love with the Hulu show I I do think that the show still portrayed her well I don't think that the show like portrayed Tommy Lee very positively but also like she doesn't portray him super positively either like they still talk about his abuse and stuff in the documentary yes um but I do find it really interesting that she was like, I don't even know like who stole the tapes. So then I was like, still kind of, I'm like confused. I'm like, did they just like make that up then? Or did she just like not know? I just think that it's really hard when we're making shows about situations that did not happen that long ago and the people are still alive and Mm -hmm. are not involved in the storytelling that just feels unfair. 100% because part of me if I'm being honest thinks that if she could see how they portrayed her I think that maybe she would maybe feel a little validated in some ways because I feel like she was the hero of the story and like they told it from her point of view of being exploited and things like that but Mm -hmm. you're you nailed it on the head when you say like they are not part of the storytelling like they if if and like she did not consent to the story being told over again and she already did not consent to the tape getting stolen in the first place so it is pretty gross that they went ahead with this show basically proving or doing the almost the same exact thing over to her over again. again yeah and it was so sad when like her sons one of her sons is watching it and I don't know. Had and to like, tell his brother not to watch it. Yes. And I was like, it is interesting, especially when he watches the first few episodes, which are like all from the Seth Rogen character's perspective and like kind of like he was right. Like they did kind of he was like, oh, they made it seem like he stole it because you got like dad didn't pay him. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is what they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she was like, what? So I don't know. I 
I did leave feeling um, really icky about the show, even yeah. though I liked the show. And another thing is that, like, I think, like you just said, like, the show kind of portrays her in, like, a pretty good light. But she's very clear that, like, she's not a victim and, like, doesn't want people to see her that way. And yes. so um, I think that's also very interesting. And I'm glad we are learning and making up for it by watching this yeah, beautiful documentary. <laughs> we're we're paying our our penance yes oh i was i was going to end with i love that the the documentary ended with her like finding this new thing and performing in chicago it was like i loved it it was amazing she was great it really is so it's also really good casting because like to play roxy it's not really about like belting like you know leah michelle wouldn't play roxy like it makes sense for pamela anderson to play roxy that's what her voice sounds like mm-hmm. and like the footage all like looked really good and i loved when they were reading the review and it's like oh she's having fun and like she act- was really good and i was like oh that's so fun it's really cool and i, I also loved seeing um was it the choreographer who was like oh the, the little gay boy in me is freaking out that it's you know <laughs> pamela anderson like I feel like she was really working with people that like respected her and like saw her as a real person, which was like yes. really great. Totally. I loved it. It was very, very good. Okay. Well, who's your crush of the week? I am giving my crush to Pamela and Tommy's sons. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Me too. They were so hot. <laughs> They're so hot. And they were so funny. I actually saw this clip um, like on Netflix's Facebook or something already. But when they were like laughing about Kid Rock and they were like, they were like, I don't remember that. And the older one was like, remember when she was married to Kid Rock? And they were like, <laughs> I love their commentary and I love how much they love her. Clearly love her. Mm-hmm. And they're also hot. So, yeah. Have you Did you stalk them on Instagram? I did. No, I didn't yet. Oh, my gosh. It's fun. Ah, can't wait. Because they're, like, they were born in, like, the mid to late 90s. So we're not it's that okay. gross for having crushes on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny that we both chose that. I'm glad. Cause yeah, I was that's like, oh, awesome. We haven't <laughs> talked about the sons, but I'm going to talk about it in my crush. Saving it for the end. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, great. One other thing to connect the two shows, I did have the thought. I like to think that one day Susie from I Hate Susie gets to have a documentary like this about her one day. I think that will happen. I think Whether so it's in your imaginary Wikipedia or on HBO <laughs> Max. <laughs> uh, the show should have like made a fake Wikipedia page for her to like as part of their promotion of the series. That would have been cool. Or can't you just create a Wikipedia page? You should do that. Yeah, sure. Why not? People do that every day. I'll get on that. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.